الحمد لله وكفى وصنام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ومما رزقناهم ينفقون سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وصنام على المصطنين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم so we're continuing with the series and today's habit of highly effective believers is the habit of giving is the habit of giving so yesterday you may recall we talked about the importance of volunteering or sacrificing our time for the sake of other people and today we're going to be discussing how people that are highly effective they give their wealth for righteous causes or for charitable causes and endeavors so this is an interesting topic because I think for the most part we hear a lot about this during the month of Ramadan. But I want to put a p- bit of a different spin on the discussion. Um, most of us give. Most people in general within the community give. And we could say that the Muslim community tends to be very generous when it comes to giving. Right? We, tend to be, we, we tend to be very generous when it comes to giving. And that's a good, that's a good sign for the community. Um, but what we tend to do is we tend to give haphazardly. Or we give lump sum amounts. Uh, but people that are effective in what they do, they don't just do things on the fly or when it comes to mind or when an opportunity arises. They plan these things out and they take full advantage of what's contained within it. So, for instance, the Prophet said in a hadith that many of us have heard before, that that which is um, little but uh, consistent is better, uh, is better than that which is um, uh, excessive, uh, but done like spontaneously. Meaning, cons- sorry, that was not the no, no the hadith is um, not the right hadith. It's um, I'm sorry. No, there's it's a different hadith. The wording is slipping my mind now. Um, yeah, the most beloved actions to Allah Taala uh, are those that are done uh, consistently even if they are few, even if they are small, right? So this is the hadith of the Prophet So this also applies when it comes to our charitable giving and giving to righteous causes as well. You know, we, again, we tend to think of lump sum opportunity. Someone comes and asks for money and we just spontaneously give. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment. But really, we should be habitually giving for charitable causes for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even if it's just a small amount. Even if it's just a dollar a day or 50 cents a day, it would go a longer way than us just giving on the fly when an opportunity arises. Now, when we're talking about giving our wealth, it carries many benefits in this world. It carries many benefits in this world. We've heard about the benefits of giving for the sake of Allah Ta'ala and what comes from it in the Akhirah. We've heard this time and time again. In this dunya as well, we hear of many benefits that come from this. For one, we know that giving, and this is obvious, giving is the way by which we end inequity within the greater community. So that there is a bit more balance between the wealth that Allah Ta'ala has given to the universe. That wealth is a bit more evenly spread out by, by charitable giving. That's understood, we know that. That's the first benefit. Another, and the rest of the benefits that I'm going to mention are specifically benefits that come to us, meaning the giver, right? Benefits that the giver gets in this world. Um, we know from the Prophet's hadith, Be very hasty in giving sadaqah. Like very quick. Like don't think twice. 
Why? Because difficulties, calamities, adversities are not able to penetrate you. They aren't able to reach you. It becomes like, let's say it's raining outside. There are people that have an umbrella and people that walk around without an umbrella. Those that walk around without an umbrella get drenched, right, by the rain. And those that have an umbrella, they're dry because it, the umbrella essentially acts as a repellent and it protects from the, the raindrops. And so similarly, at any given point in time in this world, it's raining and showering calamities and difficulties. One person's diagnosed with cancer, one person's diagnosed with heart disease, one person loses a child, one person gets in a car accident, one person's house catches fire. I mean, it's continuously raining calamities and adversities and difficulties. It's constantly showering down upon the world. And the way by which we protect ourselves from this is by carrying an umbrella of sadaqah. Meaning, being very quick to give it protects us from difficulties and calamities. So that's benefit number one when it comes to ourselves. Additionally, it even carries its own health benefits. And if, if you figure this out by now, the theme is that all these habits that I'm mentioning also carry significant health benefits that honestly at the time of the Prophet maybe it wasn't realized. It was realized in the sense that we know that things that are wahi or from the Prophet are beneficial for us. But the exact description of how that plays out only becomes clear over time through looking at different researchers and scientists and the work that they do. So for instance, we know now that people that give freely sadaqah or charity, they have improved cardiovascular health. This was a study that was published in Health Psychology in 2016. And it did a couple of studies. One study, they, they looked at people over the course of two years. And they found a correlation that the more money a person gave in charity, the, the, um, it was an inverse relationship. There was a concordant re- decrease in their blood pressure. The more you gave, the, the better your blood pressure would be. Or the lower it would be. The healthier it would be. Uh, in another study, they took two groups. And they had one group that they followed who spent money on themselves and people that spent money on others. And the ones that spent money on others were found to have, over time, lower systolic and diastolic blood pressures as well. You know, we tend to think that if I have money and I spend it on myself, I'll get benefit from it, right? If I get a nice car, if I get a nice couch, if I get a nice home, if I get a nice watch, etc., etc. That benefit is very short-lived. And so we see this in these studies. it, giving wealth for righteous causes or charitable causes, it also makes us happier than when we spend on ourselves. It actually makes us happier. We think that if I spend on myself, I get happiness out of it. But and these are a number of studies that show that whatever object you buy, the happiness that you receive from that object is highest on day one, and then it quickly deteriorates. And by like six months or so, it's almost as if it's, you never even had it. For instance, the excitement that you get when you purchase a new car that you've been wanting for a while. That excitement doesn't last. It lingers. I mean, sorry, it, it, uh, it quickly dissipates, right? Very steeply. And there's, I, I forgot the exact period of time. But after a certain period of time, there is no happiness that comes from that item anymore. So um, compared to when a person gives wealth to other people, it actually makes uh, themselves even happier. It makes them happier. Um, they've done a few studies on this. One study was interesting. They, this was done in, um, a lot of this research comes out of Harvard and uh, British Columbia. They gave students in Vancouver, like I forgot, 150 students, they, they assigned them to two groups. And one group they gave them like, it was like 5 10 or $20. Uh, and they said, you go spend this on yourself. And they gave another group of students the same amount of money and said, you have to spend this on someone else. 
right? So spend on yourself means do whatever you want. You want to buy a cup of coffee for yourself. You want to buy gas for your car. Do you want to buy a skateboard? Whatever you want to do. The other group, they said you have to spend it on someone else that, was, that needs it. Someone on the street, some cause, etc. Um, and then they, after they did this experiment, they then measured their happiness by looking at different scales. And they found that the group that spent money on other people were at least momentarily happier than the group that spent on themselves. So the same group of researchers thought that, okay, this is a small group. So they replicated the study for a much larger group. And that's, in, in general, that's how research works. If you want to prove a point, you can't just do it on a small group of people and then say we're done with it. You have to replicate the study in a much larger group. So they looked at this now with like 700 plus college students, and they did the same thing. And they randomized them to, they gave them money. In this study, I think they gave them money. They said, you can spend it on yourself or you have to spend it on other people. Then they found again, the same correlation, that the people that chose to spend money on other people, when they measured their scores of happiness later, those people actually were happier than the ones that spent money on themselves. I mean, it's pretty incredible. And the people that are involved in the study, they don't know the science behind why this is happening. They're just spending money and they're filling out surveys and they're done. But what's amazing, and this is just showing us that like, when the Prophet tells us to do something, and, and to the point where you know, you're almost left with no choice, it's only going to benefit us. I mean, we're not going to get sadness out of following some hukum of Allah or some sunnah of the Prophet you will get benefit in every way, shape, or form. Physical health, emotional, psychological health, etc. They've also done functional MRI scans looking at the brains of people that are thinking about which charities to give to. And they find that the areas of the brain that correspond with happiness and pleasure light up when they're, when they're looking at the brain in real time. So... Um, the idea being that although there is a benefit to society when we give because it removes inequity within a community, honestly, the majority of the benefit that comes for the believer when they choose to give their wealth for the sake of Allah, it's really a benefit that they themselves attain, right? In, in so many ways. And we're just talking about the dunya. I haven't even, we haven't even discussed the benefits that come to the believer in the akhirah, which are far, far beyond this. So, we should give habitually. We should give habitually, meaning on a regular basis. It should be part of our practice. The same way that we pray five times a day, the same way to come, we come to Jumu'ah once a week, you know, the same way that we uh, go to bed at night and brush our teeth in the morning, similarly, we should be habitually giving for our own benefit. It's not dependent on how much wealth you have or how much income we have or what our, um, you know, what our, what our tax bracket is. It's irrespective of this. Whatever income we earn or whatever money we have, we give it that proportionate amount. If we are making minimum wage, maybe we'll give less. Maybe we'll give a quarter or 50 cents a day. Maybe we'll give a dime. If we're making more, maybe we'll give a dollar a day, maybe five dollars a day. Whatever the amount is, we should be particular about giving habitually because it carries a tremendous amount of benefits and it deflects calamities that are coming down upon this earth. So... When that, that, the question then comes, well, how frequently should I give? Now, it's up to the person. You know, the, my recommendation would be at least on a weekly basis, we have some established sadaqah that we give. At least on a weekly basis. That could be in the form of a cash donation. That could be in the form of an automatic deduction. Um, and we'll talk about that in a moment. Ideally, though, we set up some system where every day we're giving wealth. We should have some system where every day we're giving wealth. For instance, we have a money box at home. And every day before we go to work or before we go to school, we take cash and we put it in there. Or we write down an amount on a piece of paper and say $1 from my account is going in that, in that box. You know, and I, I don't have access to that money. That money is now someone else's, some organization, some masjid, some needy person. I'm done with it. 
you know, one thing, if you want to give on a daily basis, one thing you could do is, let's say that you want to give a dollar on a daily basis, and I think that's manageable for most people, that you go to the bank and you withdraw $100 uh, singles, just draw a bunch of singles, $100, $200 worth of singles, and every day you take a single from that, from that uh, envelope or from your, from, from your storage place and put it into that box. And then once that's done, you donate that box you know, to the masjid or you give it online or whatever it may be, however you want to do it. But this is one way by which we can practically give sadaqah on a daily basis. Now, it's hard to set up an automatic deduction from your account for a daily withdrawal for 25 cents, right? So figure out some way, but if not daily, at least weekly, some system should be set up. That's the first point when we're giving sadaqah. The second is we should leverage the technology that has allowed us to make transactions seamless. Okay, you may recall from the, budgeting spe- from the budgeting discussion that we had, I think, two or three days ago, we talked about the habit of a believer is that they budget their wealth. And we talked about how uh, we should be budgeting all of our fixed costs, right? And giving that money. And then whatever is left over, we then make sure that we don't spend more than that over the course of a month. So within that budget should be some percentage that we're giving for sadaqah as well, okay? But the way that we should set it up is it should be seamless, in general, when it comes to our transactions of sadaqah. We talked about how, for instance, today, the, way, the reason that there's credit cards and smartwatches and other contactless methods of payment, the reason that, that merchants are using these is because they know they can get more money out of us. And I, I had mentioned that it would be wiser for us to pay cash so that we, there's a bit of a friction when it comes to that transaction, and we'll think twice about making an impulse purchase. The complete opposite applies to sadaqah. The complete opposite applies to sadaqah, meaning it should be seamless for us. We shouldn't have to think, I'm losing my money when I'm giving sadaqah. It should be done in such a way that I'm not even thinking about it. It's coming out of my pocket. I don't have to worry about this. I don't want shaitan to come in in the last minute try to take this away from me. So what is the way by which we leverage current technology? It's by setting up automatic deductions in our account. right? It's by setting, setting automatic deductions. We, it, I mean, if we have a bank account, and, and money is going from our employer into our bank account, for instance, or to some other source is going into our bank account, there is no excuse not to have some automatic deduction at least once a month going towards some charitable cost. Maybe it's the masjid, maybe it's an orphan, maybe it's something else. There's no excuse. It should be automatic. Because if it's automatic, one, we don't have to think about it. One, we don't feel the pain or the friction that comes when $20 is coming out of our account. Yeah, if I have to take $20 out of my wallet and give it, it may feel like, oh man, I just lost $20. Even though we know we're not losing wealth, it might feel like that, so we might be hesitant. Forget about it. Just set up a deduction and it comes out weekly or monthly from the account, and now we're giving money, we don't even realize it. You know, there's a hadith of the Prophet that you may have heard, when the Prophet said that amongst the seven people that are shaded on the Day of Judgment, is that person that gives with their right hand what their left hand doesn't even know. Right? Give with your right hand so secretly that even your left hand isn't aware. So I was thinking about this like, this is how the automatic deductions work for sadaqah. You don't even realize you're giving the money. Six months later or a month later, you look at your bank statement, you're like, oh wow, I, I, looks like I gave money here. It looks like, oh, it looks like this money came here. It looks like this money came here. We've protected ourselves from difficulties, calamities. We've given ourselves the happiness, etc. that comes from charitable giving. And we've done all that without even realizing it. It's the most secret way, essentially, of giving. So, we should leverage the systems that are currently in place for technology for our advantage. Not for the advantage of merchants and retailers and corporations that are using all these seamless methods of payment so that they can take more money from us. We should use this for sadaqah so that we end up giving more sadaqah rather than if we had to manually every time make a transaction of wealth. Does that make sense? 
Okay, so two practice points, inshallah, and we'll conclude the discussion. Uh, the first I just mentioned is that we should all, um, you know, this Ramadan, if possible, before the month ends and before shaitan is released, if we don't have an automatic deduction set up from our bank account, we, or, or um, let me put it, yeah, okay, l- let, me, let, me, let me restart that. Uh, we should, before the month of Ramadan ends, figure out for ourselves which system is the most seamless system for us to give sadaqah. Which system is in, will be easiest for us so that we don't have to think twice about giving it? So for some people, I give the idea of the cash box that you keep in your home. You get money from the bank. You put that money in every morning before you go to work. That's one method that, by which we can do this. The advantage of this method is because once you're putting money into the box, you're doing it consciously. This is your opportunity to make dua to Allah. Ya Allah, I'm giving $3 in the morning. Ya Allah, protect me from the difficulties of the rest of the day. Right? This is an opportunity for you to have a very brief conversation with Allah. That's one option. Maybe that's too challenging for you because maybe you won't remember. Fine. At least set up some sort of weekly deduction system where we don't have to keep track. The money just comes out from the account. We receive the barakah that comes with it, the benefit that comes with it, the, 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 the homes in akhirah that come with it. It's all done without us thinking. So... The first practice point is figure out whatever system is very seamless for us. I would recommend maybe both and use those so that we don't have to worry about am I giving sadaqah or not after the month of Ramadan. It's, it's a done deal. Okay. The second practice point is, um, sorry, let me go back to the last practice point. And I just want to highlight the importance of this. A lot of times we just save up all of our money to give in Ramadan. But there are people that need our wealth outside of Ramadan as well. And not only that, we need to protect ourselves from difficulties and calamities outside of Ramadan as well. So it is important to be more generous in Ramadan the way the Prophet ﷺ was, but it's equally important for us to also give some fixed amount, at least a fixed amount, on some regular basis outside the month of Ramadan. Okay, the second take-home point, or the second practice point, is that there should be an element of spontaneity when it comes to giving sadaqah. Meaning, when an opportunity does come, we should give more. For instance, someone comes to the masjid and is collecting funds for a legitimate organization, or maybe a masjid itself is, require, is requesting it, or maybe you've heard of a family member that's struggling. We should make it a habit that whenever we hear about any opportunity, right, that we immediately give something. There should be some spontaneity to it. So for instance, you know, we, weren't, we have our fixed daily amount of sadaqah we give, we have our fixed weekly or monthly automatic deduction that comes out, maybe we're sponsoring an orphan, etc. That's there, you don't have to worry about it, that's set aside, it's happening regardless. That doesn't mean that, okay, you know what, I've only budgeted amount five, budgeted 5% of my income, incoming salary to give to sadaqah, so now I can't give any more. We know from the hadith of Prophet that ma naqasat min madin sadaqah, the well doesn't decrease when we give sadaqah. So, we budget an amount that we give for sadaqah, but then any subsequent opportunity that arises, we should give without even thinking. Right? So for instance, someone comes to the masjid and says, we're collecting money for our organization for orphans in this part of the country. Okay, that person's coming, just give something. Whatever's in your wallet, whatever you can write out right away, just give whatever you can. Whenever there is a moment of a spontaneous opportunity for sadaqah, don't think twice. Even if it's just a dollar, even if it's just a quarter, this is extremely pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, you can see here how we're trying to, for people that are, again, we're talking about effective believers who are trying to make the most of the opportunities the deen has given. It's a combination of regular scheduled sadaqah and spontaneous opportunities where we don't think about how much we're giving because we recognize that whatever I give now, Allah will replace anyway. It doesn't even matter. My wealth isn't going to decrease because of this amount. So these are some thoughts on giving charity. There are 
uh, numerous benefits to this, and I don't think we need to recollect this. We've already done this today and it's happened before. But inshallah, we can all make it a habit moving forward, maybe from today, that we are regular and consistent. We're all good at giving lump sum sadaqah when we're emotionally driven because we see you know, some video or something, and that, that's emotionally driven sadaqah, and that's good. It's spontaneous. We should give it. But what about being habitual and doing it in such a way that أَحَبُّ الْأَعْمَالِ إِلَى اللَّهِ أَدْوَامُهَا وَإِنْ قَلَّ That we're doing it consistently even if it's a minimal amount. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a tawfiq to be regular and consistent in giving for the sake of His pleasure. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to receive all the benefits that come both in this world and in the akhirah from giving our wealth. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept any efforts that we put forth and allow us to set forth a schedule moving forward. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا